Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Beforehand, uh, called Pixar, it didn't happen, and um, so they asked me to be on their show uh, last week. And then uh, I did I, something. Uh, another guy asked me to be on his podcast uh, called uh, Nerdcore or something like that. I didn't really get much information. And then um, you know, me and you have been waiting for this one for a while. I know, right? I was like, I think I asked you back in like November. Yeah, it's been a while. And at first I was going through just a bunch of crazy life stuff. So I had to put it off, but we're finally here. And I'm happy know, for right? it. Me too. <laughs> I was like, we're friends to the end. So, and I always ask about you. I always ask Bobo about you all the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, constantly. Like, even though we haven't spoke, I it, we pick right up where we left off. I still feel like I just saw you yesterday. Oh yeah, getting, getting last year at the club yep i was gonna say <laughs> best dj ever <laughs> no more clubs for you though you're into your films i mean like what did you do when you left at 24 because the last thing you said was i'm i'm sick of this shit i want to be famous and i'm gonna make it work and that was it <laughs> well it's been a long road of not being famous uh so. that's that's where you get to be famous <laughs> You only get this much fame and the rest is all what we're doing now. Right, right. But uh but yeah, after that, I just I kind of went on a journey. Um, you know, I moved out to Tucson for uh three, four years, uh, and just kind of secluded myself and and wrote all of the scripts and everything that I've been working on. Horror films, then, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, and it's um I would classify it more as like horror adventure mm -hmm. uh, because like there's very much um, a horror aspect to it, but also uh, an adventure aspect uh, as well. Cause we're doing kind of like a, a kids, almost kids type horror movie as well. So yeah, like a goosebumps type deal. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's more PG. Sorry, I've got kiddos around here. Oh, that's it. <laughs> be right. it. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. How is the family going? Because you have children now, right? No, no. Uh, we just uh, have a couple neighbors who were very much family-like. Uh, give me just two seconds. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead. to a quieter room. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. <laughs> we're friends. We can do this. But, uh. But yeah, so we have some neighbors who are like family who have kids. 
Um, but me and uh, Christy actually just got married um, in October. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we we're not sure if we want to have kids ourselves um, just because we both have such a crazy schedule. Let me just tell you, just stay in the no kids club. Like I just revoked Bobo's card uh, recently. Um, yeah, yeah, he uh, he had a baby, and I was like, man, that I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so well, you know, I you're the friend. You could say that. I just don't say anything. I just say I've revoked your card. You are no longer a member, and um, but you know, Beck is still a member, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. D murder still a member, you know, we're, we're exclusive. Right, right. We're getting smaller by the day. We are, but you know what? It's okay because it's better this way. Like I said, it's all right. Members have kicked themselves out, so <laughs> right, right. it's easier. But me and my husband, 17 years together, and we decided every year we used to decide if we were going to. And same, like we're busy and I take care of my knees and, you know, like it's just a I don't know. I, I really enjoy my time and I enjoy what I do and that I can do anything on a dime, you know, like, right. It's not really an issue. Yeah. It's like just this year alone. So right now we're campaigning uh, and I'm about to drop an album. And then in July I'm doing a tour. And then as soon as I get back off tour, we're filming the movie for two months. And then in October I have another tour uh, and then when I get back, we have to start planning for our first annual uh, Christmas ball that we're going to be throwing at the house. Well, listen, um, I want to be involved in everything. Like, okay. <laughs> this is it. Like, this is it now. We're going to look. I already told D-Murder I want to be on one of your tracks. I need a song. I need you guys to do a Tokyo-ish song. Throw some okay. shit on there and give me, like, I know I, I call her Hot Becca. You know that. I, I always call Becca hot Becca because she doesn't know she's hot. But um, I want her to write since she's a lyrical genius. Write me like just a couple little bars. And I'm I'm like, I can do this. We can do this. I'm calling in all favors. I want I want something. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I will absolutely write a, a song for you. And it's funny that you call her hot Becca because I've known Becca since she was a kid. So I, I just call her girl Bobby. Because <laughs> of, of a haircut that she had when she was young. No, no, it's just because I she's so much like a sister to me. I did like she's a pretty girl, but I, you know, I just don't, you know, me and yeah. her have that brother and sister thing going oh, on. Oh yeah, no, no, I just tease her all the time because <laughs> we go out together and guys are like, I'm like falling over, and I'm just like it's hot, Becca, and she laughs because she doesn't see it, you know. Like, and I mean, but I don't. We when I go out with her, you know, I don't believe that until I see guys literally like crashing into the next car, and I'm like, oh, that was you, that was hot, yeah. Becca. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's definitely one of the more fit people that I know too, and she uh, she actually always encourages me to which i i need to start focusing on more is a, a healthy lifestyle yes um, i know you know it's funny like for her to have me you and danny as friends like we're not the healthiest <laughs> well the reason danny lost all of his weight is because becca pushed his ass to, to lose that weight he lost a lot he lost a whole human's worth of weight yeah and i definitely like need to move over there so i can stay there and she can chain me up in the basement and not feed me because that would probably work for me for a whole right. three months <laughs> and you know i i uh 
uh, shout out to my homeboy Danny because like he uh be murder he I am so proud of that dude like me too he's one of my biggest aspirations when it comes to to weight loss and everything like that so I I spoke with him I don't know if you heard his interview but um he, he was telling me about some things that you guys are coming out with yeah um so me and him worked on he's actually the one of two people that are on my new album um uh it's called space age vampire yeah and uh this is a it's a all pretty much rock album i've wanted to do a rock album for as long as i could uh can remember and uh i finally found like a one-man band who lives in brazil and uh when i started working with him he makes the music and i wrote it out and then uh i got a harmonica player from peru on the album you're just an international um, man on that huh Mm-hmm. and uh, a violin player from California uh and then Danny's on a song and this uh girl uh, she does metal vocals she uh, her name's Batty Bat um and so she, they're the only two like vocalists on the album but yeah me and him are always working together <laughs> I know right it's been it's been a tag team forever and that's why I love it I always know if if Becca's around or you're around or or Danny's around, it's there's there's the three of you guys. So I already knew I would never lose contact ever. Right, right. That's yeah, and I'm I make me sad that I don't live in Florida so close anymore. <laughs> I know. When's the last time you visited? Um, it's been some years because of co- usually uh me and the wifey will take a trip to uh like Halloween Horror Nights or yeah. you know, all the the spooky stuff down in Florida in October, but we haven't been since COVID. Yeah. Um, well, they it's just been a couple of years. They just took like the mask thing. I guess they did like they took down the ban of masks or the the unbanded masks. I don't know how they put it, but here in St. Pete, they weren't they're not wearing masks anymore. Not really. It's not like how it was a couple weeks ago where you walk in, they're like, Where's your mask? I was at the right. store and I had mine on. And because it has my logo, but I had mine on. Everybody had theirs off and they're looking at me like I'm the weirdo. And I'm like, really? I'm like, I mean, I don't care. No big deal. Because, you know, we go to the clubs and, you know, we're we're six feet away, but we're not all wearing masks. But (laughs) but there's still I was going to ask you because I have I haven't been to to a club since I quit DJing. And I, I just with all the clubs opening back up, how is that working? I mean, the girls had masks on as outfits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They put them on as bathing suits. I mean, th- some of them have them on, and some of them are cool because they match their outfits. But when they're on stage, they don't have to. And, I mean, it's always been a six-foot rule. Like, so a lot of people right. forget that, and we don't have to wear the mask because the girls are literally six feet away, and we're not, you know, standing, like, shoulder to shoulder and when i'm doing my interviews a lot of my people are already they've either been tested or they you know are trying to stay as far away as possible so me and my crew we have to get rapid tests all the time um just because i'm in and out the clubs and i still work in the daytime for my day job at the chiropractic clinic clinic so you know i have to stay safe and keep other people safe but i pretty sure i had covid like twice like uh last year yeah i feel like i had it before it was even a thing yeah i came back from pennsylvania and um i got sick come well 
some lady was sick on the plane and we didn't know. And this was like the first week of February. So no one really knew. And then I came home and like two days later, like I was so sick, I couldn't get out of bed. So I know. And then I went to the hospital and they tested me for the flu, said I had the flu. So they didn't test me for COVID. But right. I, there's no way I was never I was like, I thought I was dying. It was Oof. that bad. It was bad. And, you know, you're a big guy. You're much bigger than me. So if you felt sick, I know it was. Yeah, I was I was down and out, like having to do breathing treatments and yeah, high I'm, fever and all kinds of stuff. I'm still wheezing at night. I have allergy asthma. Never had that before. I always had allergies, so there's no. I weed all the time, but that's just because I'm fat and I smoke a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you have an excuse. I'm fat and I don't smoke, and I have no excuse why I'm wheezing. <laughs> I rather, I rather say I smoke and I'm extra fat, but I, I mean, I am, but I'm just a meatball. That's all. Still short. More to love, more to love. That's how I like to put it. It is. See, because like I've never left you. I've never left you. I have enough for you and the wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i really can't wait to see you guys again um i did want to ask you so i'm so curious i was watching your your um your paranormal um series what is yeah. that about tell me so um a lot of people think that they are a real paranormal team and they're really going out and, and doing stuff uh but it's it's all scripted um it's a 100 it's so autumndale is basically the whole film series that i'm doing uh so far we have two full-length films three short films and then the um the paranormal series and it all spawns from the comic book series that i originally did called strange tales of autumndale and um so i I wanted to take more of the stories from the comic books and find a new way to tell the stories. And I was like, well, what if we had this paranormal team go investigate some of the places that were haunted or, um, you know, investigate some of the stories or whatever, that way we can incorporate the comic book stories. And, um, and also, when I say it's scripted, it's very lightly scripted. Um, a lot like of a the reality banter, show, kind of like. Right. A lot of the banter between Steve and Nick on there, which is played by uh, two of my good friends, uh, Rune and Nicotine. Um, that's all the banter back and forth is 100% them. Yeah. So they uh, they they killed it. And um, yeah. So yeah, it was it was a fun fun project, and we're gonna do a season two um, after this this full movie is all filmed. And tell me tell me more about the movie. Okay, so the first uh, big movie we did was Porcelain, uh, which led into the Ark interview, uh, which the Ark is the Autumndale Reconditioning Center. It's like a men in black type thing. And the reason I, I named it that is because I like doing anthologies. I like doing shorter stories and putting them all together, but I had to tie it together somehow. So the last movie is called The Ark Interview. And it's about uh, this guy who's being interviewed to be the new tech guy at the agency. And so the leader has to debrief him on a bunch of little cases 
Well, this one, the, the new movie that we're doing, it's called The Arc Orientation, um, as they're bringing two agents into the agency. Um, and they have to debrief them on two bigger stories, which are 92.3 The Scream, uh, about a killer radio DJ who kills people live on air, and uh, Night of the Pumpkin People, which is my love letter to Monster Squad. Um, <laughs> so it's kids versus monsters. Yeah. Uh, and so they have a wraparound story where Steve and Nick, the paranormal investigators, are actually being brought into the agency. So everything's kind of tying together. How does it, how long does it take you to write something like this? Uh, so far, up until the point to where I'm at, I have three more major film scripts after this, as well as a small series and a uh, second season of the Paranormal Show. So I have about 12 more stories in total, and it's taken me nine years to create this whole story arc yeah i'm telling you like i've been writing my book memoirs of a door girl for like three years <laughs> everybody's like when's yeah. it gonna come out i'm like i don't know because i have stories that i wrote when i was in sixth seventh grade that i continued to write up until the end of college and i still am not finished all the way and i could have published them but i just i don't know i i don't know how to finish stuff like that Right. Well, I mean, a lot of times the story itself will tell you when it's finished, um, you know, because there's there's the, the the human mind works in in spurts. So uh, like your mind will tell you, hey, I'm hungry. Hey, I'm tired. Hey, uh, write this down. Hey, write this down. So a lot of times when you're trying to write a story like that, it'll just come in spurts. Does it do and, the same when it tells you to like go to sleep, jack off, wake up. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. Um, uh, but, you know, the whole jacking off thing, that happens uh, just Quite automatically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I got to get you with that one. You can't get off the hook with that. <laughs> right, you, right. You did that. You set yourself up. <laughs> <laughs> now, now when you get off the phone all day, Christine's going to be like, what's going on? Be like, sorry, I have to go. <laughs> Yeah, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> I'm writing, I'm writing. Don't bother me. <laughs> right. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it takes a while to 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 write something. So, I mean, never never feel like you have to be pressured to finish something when it's not finished the way you want it, you know? Yeah, it's just years. Like, I, I'm very, I guess I'm impatient, and I really want to finish. But like you said, I'm not finished. And I don't know how many more years it's going to go by. I'd like to release this book in a few months but i don't know i'm almost at a little bit of a writer's block and that's only because i think i'm scared to finish oh yeah well yeah. i mean that's where sequels are good for too you know well, you, i can't you, sequel my memoir i guess unless i sequeled it to my biography right right because you know you get to writing and they're like oh there's more and they're like oh wait there's more and i'm like oh fuck i'm like nine chapters and i'm like there's more I'm like nobody right. wants to read that <laughs> i'm gonna have to make a movie <laughs> i'm gonna have to just get you to make the movie for me i'm down i'm super down like you were probably in like 10 of these damn stories when it happened because most of them well, were from 24. i was gonna say who who would who would play everybody i i at least want to be played by john goodman I want to play my fucking self. <laughs> We're going to cut all the logistics out. I'm playing my fucking self. No one can play me. Who's going to play me? 
No, right, way. right. Where are you gonna find a short, round, handicapped, black, Italian? Like this, we're like getting into like uncharted territory. Hey, but you know what? That would make an interesting movie because if you want to play yourself, still play yourself, but play yourself through the toddler years and then the teenage years, oh, and then we'll it. just make you up into different things. <laughs> I'm dead for it. I'm so serious. Like, I don't know how to make a movie. Obviously, you do. So I'm like, um, when you're ready, I really think my life should be a movie. And like I said, you know, because part of it, you were there. Right, right. So, And I got a bunch of girls. We can, they can, they can, well, most of them are still here. They can play themselves. We'll just have to rewind time a little bit and we'll have to put an extra makeup on them but um botox baby botox we, botox yes i just got my <laughs> eyebrows tattooed for the second time don't i look so young oh yeah see i'm like you said you got them tattooed yeah um it's um it's a microblading or um ombre shading which is mine and they, they it's not like a tattoo like at a tattoo parlor this is like semi-permanent oh. it's for your skin so it's like permanent makeup and I did the eyebrows. Oh. Yeah, this is the second time in the last couple of years. And I really like it because Beyonce didn't tell you this is how you wake up. Right, right. Then I do the <laughs> eyelash extensions and I'm going to do the permanent eyeliner and the permanent like lip part. But like it looks natural and the Botox fillers under my eyes. And it's funny because there's this rumor going around that I guess I've had all this work done because um, I'm 39 and I, I look pretty young. But it's I haven't like I literally wish I could have money to have all this work done, but I haven't. I'm telling everybody right. now my eyebrows. I've had some LASIK. I my eyelash extension. I want to do a little dermafill under my eyes just so I don't look like an old lady. That's it. Right. But, I, I would. I, you know, I'm 100 percent for uh, body mods and, and body. Um, you know, if if I told my wife. I was like, you can get as much plastic surgery as you want. You can get whatever. Just don't fuck with your face. Don't, don't do the face. With... See, I'm like all face. Right. I'm like, let's do. But She's I mean... like, I want to shave down my nose and I want to get, you know, cheeks. And I was like, no, bitch, you look beautiful. Don't do that. <laughs> You're like, just fix the neck down, not the face up. That's, what, that's well, basically your... I do feel horrible for her because she has like triple H cups. Oh, that's and, terrible. Let me just And I was you. like, yeah, I was like, the first thing I, I I will pay for you to do is get a breast reduction because I I could tell that shit bothers the shit out of her. But yeah, and listen, I'm with her because um that's what I'm gonna go do later this year is I'm gonna get a reduction and a lift too. And I mean that's I don't want to, but I have to because it's just physically not me anymore. I'm just growing from the neck up. <laughs> right, right. People are like, where'd you get your butt done? I'm like, in my kitchen. Right. <laughs> the fuck i got my shit done at i don't know where did everybody else get theirs done at right you know, I'm, I'm in florida home of the booty so again everybody thinks i'm i've got all this work done which i haven't which i don't care if they want to think that because that just means i'm on top <laughs> right right <laughs> i want you to tell me okay tell me some more because i haven't spoken to you in years and like i said no one knows but me and dean were friends back in oh my god when did we meet like 2006 uh yeah it was a long Eight? time ago yeah and we were at 24 carat um that's a strip club you were the dj i miss that club so much sometimes i do too that's that's our home club Whenever I tell, so, okay, so I was a strip club DJ for 11 years, and whenever somebody tells me, tell me the wildest story about being a DJ, and I was like, all right, there was this club, 24 Karat, 
And that's how it always starts. <laughs> Sounds like member at band camp. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. it's 24 it's me too all almost all my stories like that's where the memoir book comes from like there's nothing but stories at 24 and it's home to me i love it right. i miss it and now there's nothing i mean the building's still there and the sign is still there and i guess they're renting it out for private parties but i mean it's no longer the banana boat's well, gone too like I mean, I ain't going to get into all that, uh, but, you know, they do owe hella people money, including myself, but, you know, oh. we won't go there. <laughs> Me too. I'm I'm one of those. Oh, well, I'll just take it there. No, I'm just, I'll yeah. never see my money, but um, that's fine. It's all right. You know, to be memories. fair, to be fair, I feel like I took, uh, I got my pay worth in alcohol. So. I, yeah. <laughs> in the end, we actually yeah. got ours. <laughs> right. Yes, I did. And you know, I did. I made a lot of tips and there was days that, you know, I mean, it was I bought a house and a car. I mean, what can I say? So Right. You know, I mean, not on the that car right now. Now I'm on a different car that the pod has to pay for, but <laughs> that's <laughs> what I'm that's what I'm trying to do and hopefully you can help me and we'll help each other be famous and one of us will buy the other one, the car. Hey, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he here's the thing. By the end of 2022, and, and the reason why I say this, people are going to be like, that's such a low number. But he here's my ultimate goal for the end of 2022. I want to establish 100 loyal fans. And people, people say, why hundred, why not a thousand, why not whatever. And what I'm saying when I say a hundred loyal fans. So if I release four projects a year, I want 100 people to buy each one of those products. Plus the t-shirts that come with it. Plus the tickets that for the shows that come with it. And just off of if, if a hundred people spends a hundred dollars off of my merchandise, that could that sets me above what I get paid pretty much for my regular job in a year. Yeah. So that's that's my eventual goal because of course yeah I want thousands and thousands of fans but I would rather have a hundred loyal fans that buy every product that I put out instead of a thousand fans that buy something Correctly. every once in a while. You know. I agree with you. And my podcast right now, ever since I released in January, um, well, actually on my birthday, December 27th, I've only been a few months and I get over 1500 listeners a month and they have to be the same loyal ones. I mean, it, the number jumps a little bit, but it, I always usually reach over a thousand and, you know, right. people think I'm making all this money and I'm not, I'm making like $10 a month, but, and that's just from the podcast, but I just need to get my name out there. I just need to get more listeners. I need to do more pods. I need to get more interviews. And just like I said, connecting with people like you that I've known forever that we're actually doing something and trying to help each other. I mean, like, I don't care who stands at the top of the platform. Somebody reached their fucking hand out. Right. Hey, hey, the way I see it is there's, you know, the table's big enough for everybody. Yeah, we all eat. There's no head. We can have a round. <laughs> we can have a round table or not. Or Dean sits at the front of the table. That's fine with me. I am with you. I only need, you know, to quit my day Whatever's job. Whatever's closest to the macaroni and cheese, that's what yeah. I want to say. <laughs> well, I don't know. We're going to fight because I wanted to. 
<laughs> Wait a minute. No, I, I definitely just like I said, I just to, I'm not greedy. Like if I can make twelve hundred dollars a month or more on just my podcast, like I'm happy. And I don't have to have an extra day job and I can just do this full time. And that's, I know that's a low number too, but that's like my minimum. Like that's what I'd be so happy with. Right. And that, I mean, that's very achievable, honestly. Um, You know, there's a lot of podcasts that, that, that start off and um, you know, it is with podcasts, it it just takes time, you know, a lot with everything, it takes time, obviously, but um, because a lot of podcasts aren't face to face with people, like I could go do a show and try to meet like 50 people a night or something. Podcast is a little bit different because you have to join the rat race of the the streaming services and, and the, you know, hoping to get on playlists and working with people to, you know, promote the brand and stuff. So, but I believe in you. I, I feel if you put in the work and you take a, take the time, I think you can, I think you can do it. I think I can do it too, especially when I get onto the, your label, I'm going to get onto your, um, <laughs> I'm going to get onto all your, I'm going to coat ride all of your stuff. And at the bottom, I'm just going to have a Tokyo ish, really small. Hey, that's okay. That's all right. I'll, I'll wear some extra long coattails. Uh, yes. Right. Cause I'm like, I'm sure you have a bunch of them, but I'm your friend. I'm just telling you up front what we're doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's just honesty for you. But you know what would be great and will be great. And like I said, I will follow. I will do everything that, you know, I have to do. I'm going to watch all your stuff. You know that you're going to listen to all my pods. Um, and I would love for you to maybe a couple times a week or I mean, not a week, a couple times a month or once a week or something. I'll give you your day. I'll give you your whole day. You could have a whole day for just you if you wanted to. And that way you don't have to do that double work. I have the pod. You'd be under Tokyo ish, but it's it's Dean Fridays or yeah. you know, and you can. Hey, I'm You know me. I love I love hearing my own voice. I, I know. I have Kevin Smith syndrome. If you get me on a tangent, boy, I will talk and talk. You talk. Well, listen. I think we should talk about it with my producer, and it'd be great because um, I mean, like, why not? Why can't you get on there and do your own thing for? You could have your whole day, and that way, it's all you. It's all the stuff. The only two rules I have is no politics and no religion. That's it. Well, it's a good thing I don't vote or go to church. So perfect. <laughs> perfect. I mean, I always tell people, if you want to tell people you're Catholic, fine. That's cool. But we move on and we don't talk about the rest of it just because there's so much stuff to argue with. And and there's the I don't want to argue with people. I just want to be nosy and I want to know what you're doing and how much money you got and what do yeah. you do? I mean, <laughs> not like, enough. I'm, not same here i don't think there's anybody well a couple millionaires got on the show and they're like so (laughs) hey you know what ask them if they need a butler because i will suit and tie up be like hello so so wait you're just gonna totally just ditch everything you've been doing you're just gonna go for the butler no where you work in covert mode man (laughs) you you sneak up in there and then you yeah. already have the suit on so and then you know you're butlering around and then while they're having their millionaire parties you just swiggity swooty in and you're I like hi I millionaire don't think I, don't think I have a movie idea i don't think it's called butlering around <laughs> of course it is but they buttle that's what they do <laughs> oh my god you're gonna have milk come out of my nose and i didn't even drink any <laughs> Oh my God, Jesus. I forget what it's like to talk to you. 
<laughs> oh my god Def listen you're definitely getting on this show a million and five times because you know i love talking to you and what's crazy is now i'm sober so it's oh. like i've been i've been sober since i left the club like then, completely yeah because if you don't if you don't remember um i do i do i got the dui after cecil's birthday party <laughs> and i'm so sorry if you hear that bang and they're playing pots and pans drums that's okay <laughs> your phantom your phantom children right um but uh sure, but yeah what I got that DUI and and that was you know that was it I you know ten thousand dollars and all kinds of classes they took my license away for five years yeah and I was like dude it's not it's not worth it anymore no so but I mean I just, like so you like literally even if you're somewhere and you're gonna be there all night you're not you know drinking I mean maybe like once a year i'll have a drink but that's about it but all right well promise me when we all get back together you're gonna have more than a drink and we'll get on the podcast and it'll be dean's first time all over again well, well, yeah well i mean it won't take much trust <laughs> me like two beers you're being listen i don't work in the clubs anymore and the only time i did was a couple times random here and there for being like a feature or whatever you want to call me at the front door but like two drinks and i'm like like on my third drink it was it i was like i have to call someone to come get me because right. I didn't help, help me. Yeah, help me. <laughs> help me they're like you okay i'm like i mean i could still count that money with one eye open like this but Still, right. I was getting nervous. I'm like, oh, shit, no more drinks, no more drinks. And no one, I never say no to free. Free is for me. Right, absolutely. So we, don't, we don't turn that down. Now, I do want to talk about um, you getting me on all your other podcasts, because you, I thought I was going to be a first podcast breaker, but <laughs> pop any cherries there. You're like, yeah, I got five more podcasts this week. Sit Tati in. I'm like, God damn. Yeah, I mean, look. I you're a podcast whore. I I am. I am a I'm a promotion whore. <laughs> and it, sure. it's because as of uh two weeks uh actually not even two weeks ago, like a week and a half ago, is when we launched the uh Indiegogo campaign for my yes. newest movie. Tell me and about that. I am desperately, desperately <laughs> trying to find funding for this movie because the story is so good and you know i've done all my other movies on a i'm so sorry if they stop banging on the pots and pans maybe you can tell them about your about your yeah. oh god funded. i'm sorry they're not my kids so i can't really say anything um but um he seriously needs funding everyone if you can hear the bag he has no children but there are phantom kids banging pots <laughs> please send yeah. Dean money. Where can they send you money to? Like, how can they contact you? All right. So if you go to uh, welcome to autumndale.com, uh, you'll see all of my movies up there for free. You're, you'll see all the storylines up there for free. But we also have a link right now to our Indiegogo campaign. Um, and that's that's where we're, you know, we have three different t-shirts up. We have an Autumndale uh, specialty blend tea that we released for the first time for the Ooh. campaign. Is it got um, ghosts in it? No, it's got it's like a almost a clove flavor, but it's sweetened with uh, pumpkin and um, uh, you know chocolatey flavors. So it's it's a very sweet but kind of bite tea. 
Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we yeah. also have uh, my full comic book series up right now. Uh, Blu-rays, uh, full nine-foot pumpkin monsters that you can buy that are screen used. So that we're getting, we're selling everything that we can to uh, to raise the money for this uh, campaign. We got forty five days left as of oh, right how, now. How do you need a lot more? Uh, so we started off good. The first week we we bumped up to eighteen hundred, and which is great for a first week. And then we kind of hit a wall. Um, and my full goal was 30k yeah um i can make the movie happen for 15 for half uh the rest of the the funding was for you know extra special effects that we could do with um uh, cgi or you know taking the movie out on the road for film festival entry fees and stuff like that so i can make the movie happen for half so we're about 14 well no we're about 13k away from making it a possibility okay all right well that's not that's eh. all right well we're gonna cross our fingers for this one this is gonna be a charge (laughs) so what happens if you don't get the rest of your funding do you just continue it i mean i know you said 45 days but what why why do you have 45 days well the campaign only runs for 60 days at a time on indiegogo um once i have uh you know, and it's not one of the campaigns where you lose everything if you don't make your full goal. Yeah. Uh, so what I'm going to do is whatever I make on this, uh, purchase the perks to send to the people that bought them and use the rest of the amount to film what I can. Yeah. And then from there, we'll make a teaser trailer of what we already filmed and behind the scenes stuff and then relaunch again at a later date uh so people will see oh he didn't make his goal last time but he is for sure working on this project that's actually a really are you the first one to do that or no no that's a really good idea i've never heard of that but that's a really smart idea why not and then people are like oh i really like what they did so far why not to give them the rest right well also a lot of movie campaigns all of their perks or their merchandise uh depends upon the film being made uh because i have so much merchandise already made uh that is exclusive to this you know as soon as the campaign's over your merchandise is shipping near your door you don't have to wait a year for the movie to be done you don't have to wait unless they're buying a copy of the movie that we're yeah. working on right now. Yeah. Um, everything else ships as soon as the campaign's over. So a lot of people that that do these types of things don't think about that. And they, uh, you know, if they don't make make it, they can't make the movie. So. Yeah. So they can't do it. Now, is this just is this just for movies? No, I mean, you can you can do what, you know, crowdfund for whatever you need to crowdfund for there's people that crowdfund for um you know inventions there's people that crowdfund for music or um funerals i've seen crowdfund crowdfund for this podcast so i can travel more that would be great like getting the features like that because right now again i'm working on favors and people are really great and they're helping me out but 
you know, I need to start making some money, getting some sponsors. Right. Not only sponsors, but you, you know, there's, I'm going to, I'm going to try to help you out in a different way. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of um, merchandise that you can be making for little to no cost that, you know, could help you not only raise money for the podcast, but spread the word of the podcast through the merchandise. Oh yeah. I'm down. Listen, I'm going to pick your brain and I get to pick your brain personally because I got your phone number. Right. <laughs> I'm texting you, not on Messenger. I'm gonna text your phone. Yeah, I definitely need the help and I, I really, you know, respect your opinion and you've 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 always done what you said you were gonna do. I mean, you know, we're on the road to it and you're super you're still really young though, aren't you like thirty? Uh I'm gonna be thirty-five in August. Oh, okay. All right, well, I'm thirty-nine. You're not that far behind me, but still but like, internally you- internally I'm ninety-seven, <laughs> so yeah, well, I think externally from the neck down, I'm inside my bones, I guess. Well, it'd be internally. Um, yeah, I'm about about 99. That's yeah, the same one. We're old souls. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely lived quite a few times, and this this one has to be punishment for something. Fuck oh, me. <laughs> I know. Don't you I, see? And I'm like, I wish I could remember. I actually have a tarot card reader, and I don't know if you remember her, but she was in the clubs with us. Her name was Z. She was um, a Spanish lady, a um, little bit older. Sounds, than- sounds very familiar. If I, she was a bartender, black curly hair, big boobs. If I showed her to you, you'd be like, oh, yeah. I, I, I feel like I do remember her. Well, she's always had this gift. And I let she reads my tarot and, you know, does somewhat of a psychic reading. And I, I'm a skeptic. I really am. But there's some things that she knew that I, there's no way that any anybody would have known even like my mom my sister my husband didn't even know like she told me about a friend that passed away and and something that i have a a, a cologne that i keep that i have that's their scent and it's sitting right there like nobody would have known. right nobody would have known that i mean there's nothing she could have i couldn't believe it i was like bawling and i'm like okay we're not putting that one on the air but she knows a lot and she's, you know, been very awesome with the podcast and told me a lot of things and everything she said, like literally timeline has happened. Right. So it would yeah, no, I do. I do hundred percent believe that there's people uh, out there that have the gift like that. And, uh, you know, so I, for, for what it is, I'll always take, <clears throat> take, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. But then at the same time, when stuff starts coming true, I'm like, Hmm, okay <laughs> yeah it's all right i mean and she'll tell you she's like look like if there's something that you ask or you say like it's not she'll tell you look it's not 100 percent. like sometimes it's not interpreted what i see she's like i don't hear it like that it's like pictures she's like so it's not like how people it's not lottery numbers we've we talked about that we laughed about that she's like no it doesn't come out lottery numbers it doesn't work like that you know because i said the public wants to know like why can't you guys give us a lot of numbers <laughs> right right like it doesn't work like that so and but she actually told me about a past life and she said i was a man in like 1875 in france who did like radio so i'm like okay whatever and i'm like they had radio back then and she's like i don't know this is just what i'm seeing and what i know literally like couple of days later she sent me all the information there was a man like 1875 that was like the first radio broadcast ever 
and it right. was in France. And you should see the guy who looks just like me, same forehead. I'm like, oh my god, what? is that me? <laughs> is that me? I swear to God. And I'm like, you have and doing this podcast, and I'm like, why do I keep being drawn to this? This is not me. This is not what I do. But you know, right. I've been in the clubs. This is not what I do. I mean, I talk, right. but I bullshit. I'm doing you just like I do the guys at the door, but. Um, you know, I, you, and that's that's it's crazy that you say that because I um I when I go on tour and stuff and I've gone th- through all fifty states, you know, there and there's just one place that every time I go there, I just feel that sense of home. Like I've been here before, I've smelt this before, I've walked the street before, and it's it's New Orleans. Really. Uh, when I walk down the streets of, you know, Bourbon Street and, and the French market and stuff, I, I instantly, I had never been there before, but I instantly felt like I, ha- I knew where the fuck I was going. I, you know, I, I very much felt like I had been there before. Oh, my God. If you totally let me, I will donate to your cause and let me pay for a reading. And I won't say anything. I won't even air this until she says something. I want her to talk to you. And you should let her talk to you. And you can record it and be like, I don't want to know about my past life. And then see, if she hits New Orleans, like, I'm going to get up out and I'm going to walk all the way to your house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if she hits exactly what you told me without me saying anything, like, I think that would be amazing. Because like I said, you should. I'm definitely interested. Oh, my God. Yes. And like I said, I know you know her and she knows of you. This has been so long ago and she moved. She moved to um, Georgia and she's got her own opening her own shop. And this is something that she kept kind of quiet. She didn't really want too many people to know at first. And now it's a gift that you can't, you know, open Pandora's box. You can't let it go. So, right. I think that'd be great. Oh, question I do want to ask you. So how did you go on tour? Uh, so, okay. So the very first tour that I went on, um, I, I, it was a five date tour and I bought on, um, I bought a slot to go and it was just a, like a little four date tour. Um, and then the second tour that I ever did, um, my homegirl, I know, you know, her, Miss Kisa. Uh, when she was rapping back in the day before she retired uh she had gone on a tour with um her man psycho jesus and that was a two-month tour um full national tour and they she invited me as her hype man uh but we kind of split a set and did it that way but um this last year i went on tour with a um a girl named Razakel. Mm-hmm. and a band from um uh california called luna 13 yeah uh, we, you know they invited us out uh and you know i i bought onto that tour as well but now uh because of that tour i met my tour manager uh who has uh, been working with me through covid to plan um my tours so this this year is going to be the first time i do headlining tours um anything in florida oh i'm going to work on that i i i would love to do a show um at the uh it's called something different now but it used to be the back booth in orlando um but I, the reason why I chose Orlando is because I have people from Tampa and St. Pete, uh, but also from like Jacksonville and stuff. Yeah, so you I want to meet in the middle. Orlando would be, right. 
Yeah. No, I definitely want to do a homecoming show. All right. Well, listen, I'm telling you this now. I'm going to be the only podcast there. Let's do it. Let's I'm going to tell you right now and air this is a verbal contract. I'm the only podcast at your tech, well, at least in the front center. I want to, I want to do it. I want to do my live podcast from all your tours that I can get to you. Okay. All right. We can definitely do that. Even if it's, you know, we'll see it before doors open or whatever, we could set up a tent outside and do a, a let live. Me do a red, yeah. Live. And then let me do like a red carpet. Right, right. <laughs> and I guess, yeah, it would be red carpet, right? Because it's still a movie and then slash yeah. concert. So let's do it. And then definitely I want you to totally put me in touch with everybody possible because um, they want to get on here and and go ahead and advertise, you know, and let everybody know where where they are, how they can be contacted. Um, I definitely want you to tell me again your main contact information so that we can go ahead and fund this movie or if someone wants to what like book you because they can book yeah absolutely so all of my music stuff uh to book me uh to see all my music videos to see where i'm gonna be uh that's army of the heartless.com and then the film side to fund the campaign uh to see all my other movies for free and catch up on the stories and stuff that is welcome to autumndale that's a-u-t-u-m-n-d-a-l-e autumndale.com perfect i love it that's that was a good ending right there (laughs) thank you so much dean i'll talk to you later all right girl Bye. bye bye